Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 327 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a productivity and high-performance coach for engineers, helping them to operate at their best so they can produce work that makes a difference. He is on a mission to increase productivity in a way that reduces stress and fosters a quality working environment. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Matthew Gaddy. Hi, Phil. Thank you so much for having me and allowing me to be on the podcast to share with your listeners and also just talk about productivity and high performance in general. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm delighted you can be with us. Um, but the first thing I obviously want you to explain, really, <laughs> is I'm sure a lot of the listeners won't really understand or know what a productivity and high performance coach does. So could you maybe okay. give us a bit of an insight into, into what you do and how you help engineers with their careers? Sure, sure. So as a productivity and high performance coach, what I really do is help engineers to master their time and to create their best work. A lot of times when you people hear productivity, especially as we transition to working from home, they think about, oh, I'm just trying to, he's just going to show me how to cram more things into an already crammed day. And that's really not what productivity is. And that's not what I share with the people that I help. I'm, it's really about creating an environment and that will allow you to operate at your peak state. So putting you in a state where you're optimal, you're energized, you're focused, you're ready to produce, and then showing you how you can use that state along with setting aside time each and every day to work on your most important tasks. So we have our tasks that are most important to us, the things that are important for us to perform well on. How can you make sure that you are producing at at those tasks at a very, very high level, because when you're able to produce at your best on your most important tasks, that's when the cool thing starts happening. That's when you become an industry changer. That's when those promotions and recognitions and things that come in. And it also allows you to have confidence in knowing that I understand how to get the best out of myself each and every time I sit down to work. So that's really what I teach people. I teach people how to be at their best and how to get the best out of themselves when it comes to work. Okay, right. So that, that was quite a lot of information in one go. Yeah. But there were a couple of things that came came out of that for me. The word that sort of I, I could sort of was ringing in my mind when you were just when you were talking then was mm. the word prioritization. So exactly. in terms of doing the right things at the right time, I presume that's all part of it. Yes. So doing the things at the right time and, and also making sure you're doing the right things in general. A lot of times when people think of productivity, we think in terms of quantity rather than terms of quality. We think in quantity, how many things can we get done each and every day rather than quality? What are our most important activities that we need to be done each and every day? And yep. that has to be a part of prioritization as well. Exactly. Well, that was the other word I was thinking of. I was going to come to that one, but quality. <laughs> yes, definitely. So product, productivity relating to quality as opposed to quantity. Yeah, exactly. 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 Good. Okay, great. That gives me a good good understanding. I'm sure the listeners will understand that as well. So if we move into the, the flow of the, the interview. So Matthew, can you maybe give us a, a career tip that would help um, software engineers in their, in their development of their careers? Sure, sure. I think the biggest one, and it applies to the career tips and also productivity and performance, is to begin with the end in mind. 
IT professionals, engineers, us as a country in general, we're really good at doing things. Uh, but if we lose sight of where we're actually trying to go, we're just doing things and it's great for us to get those things done, but is it going to lead to the goals that you're trying to set? So before you start any type of project, before you pick the next step of your career and start working towards it, really begin to think about what do I want to do? What do I want my life to look style to look like and build backwards from that point rather than just loading more things onto your plate. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah. So, so I suppose it's sort of managing what you take on, isn't it? Yes, it's definitely managing what you're taking on, doing more of the things that will help you to get to where you want to go and less of those things or minimizing and mitigating the things that have to be done, but may not be uh, contributing to your end goal. It's all about making sure that each step that you're taking, each project that you're working on each day, you're moving closer towards a desired and designated target rather than just going through days, not mindlessly, for lack of a better term, um, doing random things without any viewpoint of the larger context of what you're trying to achieve. Right. Okay. And, and presumably you teach people techniques to sort of manage down those, those activities that are less productive. Yes, sir. So it's about what I teach my clients to do is to really set aside time to handle those particular tasks. Because if we don't designate time for those tasks to exist, they tend to exist in our life indefinitely. One thing I tell my clients is, is that there will always be one more thing to do. So we have to make sure that we have parameters around our other tasks so that frees us up to spend a more amount of our time on the things that actually help us to achieve those goals. We have to designate time for both of those segments in our life so that we don't get lost in the menial tasks, the things that are always giving to us, the reactive type tasks, so we can be proactive and moving towards the goals we have set. Yeah, okay. And, and are there sort of any, any specific techniques that you would recommend to people to be able to do that? Sure. Uh, the very first thing that I would suggest for everyone is to get comfortable with time blocking. Pull out your work calendar and say, this time is designated for email. This time is designated for client correspondence. This time is designated for project work. When we are telling our time where to go, it allows us to Make sure that we get those things done. Time likes, as one of my friends, uh, Mike Cherchewski, he's a, also a productivity coach. His favorite quote is, time doesn't want to be found. It wants to be told what to do. So we want to designate what we're going to be doing during those segments of time. And if you, as you begin to do that, it clears the breezeway for you to make sure that you have the time to work on the tasks that are important to you, time to work on the tasks that might be more menial, and it confines those particular tasks to that time segment so that you won't find yourself, oh my goodness, I've been working on email for three and a half hours. If you know that I have something after this at a certain particular period of time, it encourages you to stay focused during your email and encourages you to get through those emails so that you can make sure that you arrive for your next self-appointment on time, energized, and you know exactly what you need to do and eliminates that what should I do next feeling. Right. Okay. Can you repeat that soundbite at the beginning that you mentioned then? Because I thought that was really useful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> designating and using time blocks to designate time uh, for you to handle each one of your tasks. And I believe if I'm assuming correctly, and I hate to do this, but assuming time wants to be told what to do, it doesn't like to be found. Exactly. And, and how many times a day do you hear people say, I'll try to find the time to do something? Oh, my goodness. All the time, all the time. Yeah. One thing that we do with our clients is if they say, hey, I'll do that tomorrow, or hey, we'll do this at some point. 
I force them saying, what time are you going to do this? Let's put this on your calendar right now. Make that commitment with yourself and you will show up to make sure that you take care of it. Sure. Okay, good. Right. So um, there's a couple of thoughts that come to mind, but I'm, I think we'll come back to them. But okay. if we move on, can you tell us about your worst career moment and what you learned from that experience? Sure, sure. My worst career moment was when I was first getting into productivity and I was applying it in my first job. And when you first get into productivity, there is a dark side to it where you are continuously working, you're prioritizing, you're always on and you're never off. And so when I first stepped into my first position, I thought, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to be productive. And I burnt myself out. I was working from 3 a.m. to about 10 p.m. at night. I would work on my business before work. I would go to work, come home, spend a little time with my family and then start working again. And when you're doing that for an extended period of time, I was doing it for about, well, it was about four or five months. You burn out. My body literally was like, hey, I can't do this. And I got sick. My body forced me to stop because I wasn't taking time intermittently each day to, to, to rest, to make sure that I'm focusing on the important things rather than trying to do everything in one day. So that really taught me the importance of making sure that productivity is great, but also a part of productivity is just as essential as your on time is your off time. You need to make sure that you have times during your day where you're able to relax and recover all of the energy you're expending. Otherwise, you'll find yourself in a burnt out uh, burnt out state. We can't pour out of an empty cup. So you need those um those times where you're able to restore, refresh, and renew yourself so that you can make sure during your productive times, you're not trying to pour out of that empty cup. Absolutely. So do, do you personally manage your time throughout the day so you don't end up with, as you said earlier, sort of burning out? Um, do you sort of have bursts of energy and, and activity and then sort of reduce it and then bring it back up again? Is that how you do it? Yes. So I'm I'm a morning person. So what I do is, especially with, I have two younger children of a two-year-old and a five-month-old. So I'll wake up before they wake up and that's during my workout, my work time. I'll work before they get, wake up. When they wake up, I'm dad that at that point in time. And then we'll have set them down for a nap. We'll ramp back up again. We'll knock out some more work. And once they wake up from their nap, I'm dad again. So it's about designating periods of time during your day for you to be all the way on. And when you understand that, hey, this is a ticking time, well, not ticking time bomb, but there's a time limit to this this work time that I have, it forces you to stay focused. If you know you only have an hour to work on something or you only have until your kids wake up to to work on something, it encourages you to not look at your phone, not check Yahoo, not check the news, not do all these other things because you know this time segment is shrinking. I only have so much time to stay focused, so I need to make sure that I'm utilizing that focus to the best of my abilities so that I can produce whatever I need to produce in this time that I have in the moment. Very good. Excellent. Okay. Um, so I think, Matthew, you can probably tell us about your career highlight as well. Sure, sure. My career highlight was when I actually left my job uh, to pursue being a productivity and high performance coach full time. I left in the height of the COVID pandemic. I left in May of 2020. Uh, yep. That was when I left. And, and it was was a necessary step for me. One, from a productivity standpoint, I knew that um, being able to pursue what I was passionate about full time would allow me to not compromise and 
not trying to manage two different things like we talked about before, not burning myself out and having to work before work and after work and trying to fit everything on the weekends. It really allowed me to structure my days so that I was giving my best of myself, the best of my time to what I was passionate about and what I know I could help more people. Obviously, I made sure that we were financially stable and things like that before we just jumped. So I would encourage people to remember that uh, before you make the leap, make sure you have um, some stability in there. But it really allowed me to make my next step closer to my goals. And like we talked about before at the very beginning, that's what productivity is, making sure that we're progressing towards a goal. So that was my most productive action. And that was also my career highlight. Yes, very, very good. So in, in, uh, at the time of recording this interview, I think we're mm-hmm. late right at the end of October. So you've been doing this for nearly 18 months, I suppose. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And how have you found it? Obviously, is this a bit of a venture for you in, in to do something on your own for the first time? Yes, it, it's it been interesting. It's been very interesting. Um, it's The reason it's been interesting is because as a macro, at a macro, the way we viewed productivity has shifted with the work from home movement. Initially, productivity was something that was prioritized when you were we were all in the office. So in 20, 2018, productivity was something where people said, yes, let's understand that. Uh, I understand that and I want to put that in our lives. That was it was more favorable to look at things in a more quantity state. If you were in 2018, when you came back and someone said, we need to be more productive, oftentimes they meant putting more things into your day. When we changed to work from home, productivity's definition and the way we looked at it as far as putting more things into your day had not changed. But with work from home, it became more of a negative than a positive. So having to go back and really explain what productivity really is about was an essential for being successful in the work from home times. Because when people are working from home, you tell them you want to be more productive. They say, why would I want to do more things? I've realized now, and a lot of people figure this out uh, while working from home, that I don't need to work for eight consecutive hours in order to get things done. I have certain things that are very important. I have certain things that are okay. And we handle those accordingly. So being able to reframe that definition of productivity was an essential thing that I had to do during this uh, pandemic, during work from home, so that I can make sure that people are understanding really where I'm coming from and how I can help them and not using productivity to harm them in their free time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. So Matthew, I know obviously you're not specifically working in the tech field, but it would be good to understand your thoughts about the the sort of the tech industry and careers in IT and the future of tech. So is there anything that excites you about the direction tech is going and what the opportunities might be? I I do. There's a couple of things that, that well, there's there's one large one that excites me. Um, I think that with the way that work has changed there's a lot of shifting but there's also a lot of prioritizing of the people are understanding there's prioritizing of the person rather than of the company at large and the way that i'll explain that is through what google was doing um, a couple years ago when they came up with gmail so google um, was a obviously everybody knows about Google, but they have, if you work at Google, you have what's called free time, your office hours, your personal project time, times where you're able to work on whatever you feel like is most important. And that's where Google uh, Gmail came from. That's where a lot of Google apps that are very popular came from. These times outside of this is mandated work handed down from my manager. These are projects that I'm pursuing on my own. 
as tech continues to advance, as we are working in more remotely, as we're working from home, I really do think that this is something that's going to become more and more prevalent inside of tech industries. I really hope it will be that way. This is the, I'm kind of projecting into the future a little bit. So hopefully this looks this way where workers and companies are working together and synchronicity. So the company understands that, hey, these are times, these are things that need to be done. We're going to help you to do these more productively. But also we want to make sure that you are utilizing the time that you have to pursue personal projects because those things that you're passionate about, those gaps that you're seeing and creating solutions for them are really the game changers. It's great for you to make sure that things are to the customer on time. It's great to make sure that the documentation is there. But when you are on the ground floor, when you're working hands-on with whatever you're working on and you're able to see where those gaps are and they're important to you, but maybe not to everyone else because they're not touching it every day. When you have time to figure out solutions for those problems or even think into the future and just say, hey, this would be cool. I'm passionate about this. I now have time to develop it. I think that's where real change is going to happen because you get people who are close to the issue, people who are passionate about what they're working on, producing things they care about intrinsically. And I think that that is going to be something that will change the tech industry for a while. When you have these passion projects that are really creating true change and they're doing them and they have the support of the companies who are employing them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's well said. And I also think your your point about the fact that with the sort of almost like the new work economy, if you like, where people are working more remotely and, and from home, that being able to sort of plan their time more more effectively, I suppose, enables them to do more of these things. Exactly. It gives you that freedom of knowing, I'm, I'm a morning person. Let's wake up at 6 a.m. to work on this rather than having to wait around, lose all that morning energy because I have to be there at 9 rather than starting when my energy is the highest. Yes, exactly. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Okay, so what is the best career advice you've ever received? The best career advice you've ever I've ever received was what I've shared initially. Don't st- uh, start with the end in mind. Figure out what your end is, figure out what your goal is, and then work backwards from there. Because you will always, someone will always have something for you to do. So you need to be self-directed. You need to understand what my goals are and structure your days so that you are pr- getting closer to that goal each and every day. Yes, yes. And, and conversely, what is the worst career advice you've ever received? Um, that the way to get more things done is to simply work harder and work longer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that that can be a problem, definitely. <laughs> um, and if you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? If I was to start my career over again today, I would really get clear about what the end goal is for the company. How can I really make change inside of the company? What are they really trying to do? Because when you go to a position, you may say, hey, they may tell you, you need to be responsive to your emails. You need to call five or six customers a day, yada, 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 X, Y, Z. But when you understand, it's really not about the emails. It's not about the customers. It's about growing the business and making sure that you're communicating. When you understand things at a larger level, not only does it 
change your perspective on that individual task. I'm not just sending this email. I'm communicating with the key stakeholder. I'm not just speaking with this customer. I'm helping the company to expand that business. So understanding at a macro level, what am I actually doing? How are my tasks and how are the things I'm doing as an employee helping the company at large? Really getting clear on that gives you a sense of motivation and contribution. It allows you to to feel more invested in that company. So that would be my thing. Really understand what am I doing and how does this play into the larger goal of what the company is trying to achieve? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's always important to understand what your contribution means and how how it literally does contribute to the end goal. Exactly, exactly. And what are you doing in your own career in terms of your own objectives? So right now, I am actually producing content, producing a product. So I'm in the development stage for a new program that I'll be producing at the beginning of next year, really built around how you can increase your performance, master your time so that you can create your best work. Um, I have a passion to help engineers be the best engineers they can be because when engineers are at their best or IT professionals are at their best, that's when we get cool things like new features on a phone, new applications. And I'm a nerd. I love those things. So when I'm able to help engineers or help IT professionals produce their best work, whatever that may be, I as a consumer am able to get new cool things um, to play with, to enjoy. And it helps people to feel more involved and, and more, more involved in the process and more in control of the direction of their career and make sure that their time inside of the company, inside of their position actually makes a difference. So that's what I'm working on right now. I'm excited to share that. And then also making sure that I'm continuing my own education, reading, uh, listening to podcasts, spending time with my family. Like we talked about before, that's an essential part of productivity as well. These down times, these education times as well. So we're able to continue to grow and do this long term rather than being a flash in the pan. Yeah, we may come back to that in a minute. But um, okay. in terms of maybe soft skills or non-technical skills, what, what is mm. the one that's helped you in your career the most so far? The one that's helped me so the most so far is communication. It, without effectively communicating and making sure that the person you're speaking to understands you and you're speaking in a way that the other person can understand is essential. If I'm speaking French and you're trying to conduct this interview in English, it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what you say. We're not going to be able to understand each other and we cannot have a productive conversation. We can't move this conversation along because we're speaking two different languages. So the the soft skill that I would encourage everyone to learn, not just IT professionals, not just engineers, but everyone on the planet is communication. We have to be able to speak in a way that other people can understand so that we can have conversations about whatever we're talking about, come to an understanding and produce something positive out of that. We have to be able to communicate with each other. We do, exactly. Um, And what do you do to keep your own career energized? I think I probably know the answer to part of this, but I'll (laughs) ask you again anyway. Uh, sure. The the thing that keeps me energized is one, revisiting my goals. So every morning I go through and rewrite my goals every morning. I have three that I'm working on right now. So continually visiting those goals and understand what I'm trying to achieve helps me to stay motivated because once again, it makes sure that my daily activities are aligned with my goals. And when I'm going through the drudgery of writing something or doing something difficult, it becomes 
a, I'm not just writing an email. It's that this email will help me to achieve X goal, Y goal, Z goal, whatever it may be. And the second one is just my kids. I want my kids to be able to have a better life than I did. So everything, everything that I do, I'll, allows me to produce a better life for them and then also allows me to uh, progress towards the goals that I'm trying to achieve. Yeah, very good. Okay. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Uh, Spare time away from technology? I enjoy running. Uh, I'm going to be doing an Ironman at the end, towards the end of next year. I'm trying to find one that's not in Switzerland right now. Um, So I'm training for that. And then also just being in the gym and reading, spending time with my family. Those are the things that I enjoy doing. Excellent. Good. Okay. So I'm gonna, we're coming towards the end now, but can you mm-hmm. maybe share with us a parting piece of career advice? Sure, sure. Um, parting piece of career advice would be to choose how you're going to spend your time in advance. We've talked about this a couple of times. I've mentioned this a couple of times. When you lived, if you live reactively, you will never be able to progress to your own goals. You'll be helping other people reach their goals, but you want you won't move towards yours. So choose how you're going to spend your time in advance to make sure and to hold yourself accountable that you really are passionate about the things you're working on. If you say that you want to be a a a speaker you want to be a better engineer but you've never allocated any time to getting better at engineering or being an it career professional or a better speaker then you have to go back and say am is this really important to me or do i just have other things inside of my day it allows you to get data points rather than uh, just going off of your feeling if i know that i need to read a book but i haven't read in three or four days i have to say is this book really that important to me or are there other things inside of my day that need to be deprioritized, that need to be moved, that need to be rearranged so that I can make a way for this particular activity to be inside of my life? So stay accountable to yourself and to the goals you're trying to achieve. And the way you do that is through designating the time, designating how you're going to be spending your time in advance and then looking back on your days, looking back at your calendar, looking back at what you've actually been able to do and audit that. Did I do well? What can I improve on? How can I improve on it and how can I take these improvements and project them into the future so that each day becomes a little bit better and you move a little bit closer to what you're trying to do? Yes, that's a great piece of advice to finish with. So, Matthew, obviously, we we got a, a reasonably engaged audience. So how can they find out more about you and connect with you? So the best way to connect with me is through my website. It's just my name, Matthew Gaddy, G-A-D-D-Y, D is in dog, D is in dog, Y. You'll be able to see all of my products there. Uh, if you're interested in that, you'll be able to read a the, my blogs that I post there. And then you'll also be able to sign up for my Defeating Above Average newsletter, where I'll be sending you every week a tip that will help you to get better at, excuse me, help you to improve your performance and your productivity. Matthew, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's been great fun chatting with you. It's been great talking to you as well, Phil. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do 
so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.